What's going on, guys? You are tuned in to another episode of the Four Quarters Podcast via Cesspool Network. Today, we're going to be talking about LeBron James and some advice that he got from Kobe Bryant. Also, James Harden says he's been feeling like his, his best self. We're going to get into why. And Giannis Antetokounmpo may be improving his game. Can you believe that? He's getting better. Brooklyn's own D'Angelo Russell. He did something amazing. Tune in. Find out what he did. Four Quarters. Philadelphia 76ers player Mike Scott hilariously took a sip of a lady's drink when he dove into the stands on a play to grab a loose ball on, you guessed it, St. Patrick's Day of all days. (laughs) Now, I've never seen this before. Um, (laughs) I, I doubt a little sip of liquor is really going to, you know, affect your performance on the court. You never know. I've never drank and played ball before, so I don't think this is a huge deal. This is the, probably the most funny. This is the funniest thing that I've seen all season in terms of uh, players interacting with fans. I don't think he should face any sort of repercussions for this. This is just him, you know, having a little bit of fun. I don't advise other players to do this because I think fans would probably just start to become a little disgruntled, maybe like, hey, stop drinking my drink. Or whatever, but I, I don't see this becoming an issue. Uh, Mike Scott just seems like a very fun-loving guy, and he just probably thought that was going to be just a funny moment. And you know, what social media kind of takes that and runs with it, but definitely doesn't deserve any sort of fines or anything like that. So hopefully, you know, the NBA and Commissioner uh, Silver just thought this was a funny thing that happened in that game. So I enjoyed it. My player highlight for this episode is going to be D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets, who's just balling right now. He's averaging 18.6 points per game with 6.2 assists, 16 games with 30-plus points. Now, you look at that juxtaposed to his time with the Lakers, he was averaging just 14.3 points per game and four assists. And he only had four 30-plus games. He would never have that ever if he was still in the Lakers. This is the best thing. This trade from the Lakers to the Nets was the best thing that could ever happen to D'Lo. He has found his home. He looks revitalized. He doesn't have anything to worry about. He just has to make sure that he's, he's showing up for this team every night. And he loves it. All the Brooklyn Nets games that I've been to live... D'Lo just eats up the crowd, man. He just enjoys that energy, and you can see it all over his game where he's just he's having the time of his life. I love it just as a, as a New York basketball fan, even though my Knicks aren't doing that well. I can look to the Nets for a little bit of enjoyment. I don't root for them, but when I go to a game, best believe I'm shouting for the Nets. Okay, it's Brooklyn all day, but D'Lo... I'm proud of you, my guy. Like, you're just doing your thing. And he broke his own personal record. During a massive 28-point comeback victory over Sacramento on Tuesday night, D'Lo notched a career-high 44 points. It also was the Nets' largest comfort-behind win and their highest-scoring fourth quarter in franchise history. D'Lo had 16 of his 44 points off layups and shot attempts within six feet of the rim. Pretty impressive. I mean, if you follow this guy, this is what he does. He takes smart 
shot attempts. He's always in the paint causing havoc. His jump shot is just super wet most of the time. I mean, albeit against a weird, struggling Sacramento team, this is still an amazing performance from this young guy. I mean, like I said, having been traded from the Lakers and, and all that controversy that surrounded him, he's really shown up and he's taken the Nets, put them on his back, and completely is carrying them into the playoffs. Now, Brooklyn is currently in seventh place. They're just a game back behind Detroit. That can change. I mean, they could just get right back up to the sixth spot. If they win a few more games, they're really just neck and neck with Boston. So that's really interesting. I I think this is great. I'm going to try to make actually some, some Brooklyn playoff games. Those tickets are going to be crazy, but wink, wink. Hopefully some sort of sponsorship rolls through. <laughs> Take me to the game. <laughs> Shout out to D'Lo. He's doing his thing. Brooklyn Nets all day. D'Lo, I might get your jersey, man, for the summer. So keep balling. So for a guy who's retired, Kobe Bryant has been pretty open and active as of late. Uh, One of his critiques being the current Los Angeles Lakers star, LeBron James. He had something to say about James on ESPN's uh, show with Mike Greenberg uh, called Get Up, where they talked about Los Angeles and this underwhelming season that they're having this year. You just got to keep pushing, Bryant said. (laughs) Seasons like this are what make championships worth it. He also said that the Lakers should be patient, um, referring to the situation with Magic and, and how he's dealing with the team. You have opportunities, things, pieces that you can trade, assets of that sort. Or you can stay with the young guys who are extremely talented and have great upside and let them develop. Either direction you should go, you, you're gonna, it's going to be a good direction. I don't know if Kobe has been watching, but uh, the Lakers are 31 and 40. Most of their guys are hurt. Lonzo's out. Brandon Ingram's out. Uh, LeBron just came back from an injury. It's really easy to offer up advice from the sidelines. You have to realize that LeBron is out there in the trenches, okay? He's not, he's not sitting behind a, a booth and, you know, trying to pose up advice to his youngins, so to speak. So, Kobe, I know you probably meant well, but this just kind of comes off as a little weird in the sense of, you know, you used to be the Lakers guy, you brought all these championships, and, you know, it's really easy to to give advice to somebody who's, like, trying to get there. I don't know if I'm LeBron, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't really respond to it too much. I mean, I know he, he idolizes the guys like MJ and it's just it's just a little weird to me it's just very weird Kobe if you're listening leave LeBron alone (laughs) it's it's just a strange situation to be commenting commenting on this you know he's dealing with this season he's dealing with putting the team on his back and, and really trying to get them to to look like a competitive opponent Really hard feat where you got all your young guys out sitting out on the sidelines of injury, and you yourself is just getting back. He's got he's just dealing with a lot of people, kind of commenting and and telling him what he should do. One of those guys, Walt Clyde Frazier, the legendary New York Nick of a long, long time ago. <laughs> Basically, what what Mister uh, Clyde Frazier was saying was that LeBron 
doesn't really care about the Lakers. Walt Clyde Frazier posed his comment during a broadcast of the Lakers who were playing in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. LeBron ended up putting up 33 points and 8 to 6 and 6 rebounds in a very, very down-to-the-wire game. They lost by one point. on a. He was blocked by Super Mario. Shout out Super Mario. Ah, <laughs> um, he's out here doing things. Um, but anyway, I digress. Basically, what happened was that you know LeBron sat down and you know he sat away from his team while uh, while the Lakers were huddled up on the sidelines. And that's where Clyde was basically was like, this type of behavior is just not acceptable. Saying that he thinks that you know LeBron should be more part of the team no matter what's going on. In the public, you just have to be part of the team. In a locker room, you're not, but you have to show that type of togetherness in public. And right now, he, a.k.a. LeBron, doesn't really care. I totally get what Clyde is saying. It just looks like LeBron doesn't really, it's just, he's just uninterested. It looks like he's kind of given up on the team, especially in a moment where you need, he, they need you the most. Now, that was probably the most exciting next game I've seen all season. And, of course, I was rooting for them because it's orange and blue all day. But when I saw LeBron kind of look defeated like that and sit on the sidelines away from his team, I was just kind of like, whoa, bro, like, you good? But I was watching the game my dad, and he pointed out that LeBron has, has done that before. Him and Ray John Rondo sometimes will sit away from the team. There's just no excuse for that. Uh, as a basketball fan, as a player, as someone who's played on a team, you have to show that solidarity no matter what. You know, um, LeBron, you're not too big for your team, no matter how many points you put up, no matter no matter how much these guys kind of disappoint you. You have to remember that you are part of this team and you, you just can't just sit away, okay? So that's just, it's just, un, it's, un, it's inexcusable. Really bad look for LeBron, especially during a tumultuous season like this. Another guy who's pretty much the center of attention this week in terms of his play is James Harden, of course. Now, the beard, speaking with complex sports, basically said that he's unstoppable right now. I've been feeling like I'm the best player in the whole world these last few years. It's not being cocky or trying to be arrogant. It's just having that confidence in myself that I can go out there and impact the game on so many different levels. That's, believe it or not, an understatement. Harden is completely selling himself short. He has been amazing for the Rockets. He's averaging 35.9 points per game. That's the most since Michael Jordan in 1987. They've won 12 out of the last 13 games, which is super important toward the end of the season and it's just, this is an amazing look for uh, the city of Houston. You just, you know, you just kind of want to hope that, you know, if you're a, a Rockets fan, you want to hope that Harden just doesn't burn himself out at this point. That would be my biggest concern. He's playing a lot of minutes. Um, he's just, he's going, he's all in, which is great. The Rockets tend to get to the playoffs and just kind of just fizzle out. This year, hopefully, that's a little different. Um, now that CP is healthy, uh, a lot of their core guys are healthy. 
Harden just has to stay healthy and continue this push. That deadly, you know, lethal double step back jumper that the refs have just not uh, been calling <laughs> as a traveler, whatever violation that is. But, you know, in his 10 years of basketball, he just you can't even believe that this is his 10th year. It's amazing. You know, he's Hall of Fame level. He's just a blur out there in the court. So, you know, I enjoy watching it. You know, I'm not a Houston fan, but I'd love to see the Rockets go well into the playoffs with a healthy roster. And I think they'd be pretty formidable against Golden State. The Rockets have already beaten Golden State a handful of times this season and last season. I believe they're one of the only teams to accomplish that feat, just beating Golden State so many times in a row. All that means nothing if you can't do that in the playoffs, though. So, again, I would stress the importance of them just locking it down um, in the postseason and just really continuing to to bring that same energy um, that they've been bringing throughout the regular season. Another guy who just looks like they're continuing to get better with age is Giannis. Giannis, who is infamous for not shooting well from the field, is looking to change that. He's looking to become, quote-unquote, unguardable. He's working on his three-point jump shot, okay? Per an ESPN interview, Giannis is evolving. He's trying to get consistent with his shot, something that he's struggled with. In 2018, Giannis wasn't good from the three-point line. He shot just 5.6% on pull-up threes and ranked last of the 76 players who attempted at least 15 three-point jump shots. Since January, his shooting is at 36.8%, and he's 7 from 19 on pull-up threes. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he doesn't really need to be one, as you can see. He's just a beast everywhere else. With that being said... Giannis has improved his three-point percentage considerably this season and has reached 40% by February. Bucks coach Mike, Mike Budenholzer gave Giannis the super-duper green light to shoot whatever he wants to shoot. So it's imperative that he continues to, to improve this shot, especially in the NBA where you need the long ball. It's just really interesting to see what type of player Giannis grows into now that his coach is giving him the green light to shoot and that they've been working on his three-point jump shot. I don't expect him to become a Dirk Nowitzki uh, in terms of a big man who can just pull up from anywhere. What I do expect from Giannis is for him to at least be able to create a sort of off-the-dribble kind of like pull-up maneuver where he can just kind of free himself and not really worry about having to drive to the rim all the time where contact is pretty much all but certain. The best thing for him at this point is definitely to continue to work on that shot. So this is really good to hear. I think that Giannis will develop a shot at some point. The facts are there. He is getting better. It's just going to be an everyday struggle to just continue to to work on that shot. And you don't really see him getting worse, especially he has a super duper green light like that. So if you're a Bucks fan, you got to be pretty optimistic about that jump shot that he's developing. So that's it, guys. That's another episode of Four Quarters. You can find us on Instagram, being posted on Cesspool Network. You can find us on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us wherever podcasts are being played, to be honest. 
Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Drew Goes In. That's D-R-E-W-G-O-E-S-I-N. Also, make sure you're keeping up with our other Cesspool Network shows. We've got Off Mic. We've got Pros and Cons. We've got Collection. We've got everything. Everything you need. We're talking about it every week. So keep it locked. Four Quarters Podcast.